And now, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. That's right. This is the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rhymes. Brandon is out today. My name is James DeJerome. I'm the executive producer of the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon. Been with him for about four years now. We're approaching almost a decade on the air here in the Bay Area as a consumer advocate for you folks out there trying to learn the best way to spend your dollars. We have a great team of folks. Uh, our partners come in and share time, uh, take time out of their busy day to provide some insight into what they do to get you more educated and make your dollar go farther. In addition to that, we have great sponsorship on the Consumer Quarterback Show. The sponsor for this particular segment is the Belmar Beach Hotel, official hotel sponsor of the Consumer Quarterback Show. Brandon goes out there all the time. Clyde Smith, the GM, regularly appears on the program. He'll tell you the best thing about uh, the Billmar Beach Resort. It's not a cookie-cutter hotel. It's a very unique property. They've got a lot going on out there. Sloppy Joe's on the beach. Lots to do. Lots to always do around that area. And uh, get directly in touch with Clyde. He doesn't want you to book through those search engines. He'll get you a better deal. So call Clyde Smith, Billmar Beach Resort, if you're looking to get out to the beach. And of course, Brandon owns the Platinum MVP Real Estate Team. We're always pitching properties here on the program. And any of these properties that you run into, you can catch on the Consumer Quarterback uh, website, which is ConsumerQB.com. Get in touch with Brandon directly or the Platinum MVP Team if you're looking to get into Lando Lakes, 5602 Lando Lakes Boulevard. This is an amazing opportunity for builders. 6.91 acres, uh, two parcels, 4.56 usable uplands. It, it fronts the Lake Helen up there. It's zone C2. Uh, you got water and sewer available. Great expansion along U.S. Highway 41. So, again, commercial or building opportunity in the Lando Lakes area at 5602 Lando Lakes Boulevard. Call Brandon and the Platinum MVP team. What else you got for me, John? Madeira Beach. Say if you want to get into Madeira Beach, he's got a cool unit here at 722 Pruitt Drive. Uh, 1,471 square feet. It's a duplex right on the beach. Deep water access with a large dock. Great place to live, work, and play. Remember, don't leave money on the table. Get in touch with the Platinum MVP team for all your real estate needs. Okay, if you listen to the Consumer Quarterback Show, you know who Captain Will Smith is. He comes in all the time, not just talking about aviation, not just talking about the books he's written, not just talking about his unique experience, but now movie development so a lot of stuff going on captain what's the latest with you well uh it's great being here james Thank you so much. Uh, once again and uh the latest with me is i'm right now i'm suffering a little jet lag so i was okay. in california yesterday and so all the way back <laughs> what kind of plane did you fly it was a falcon 900 um so for a pdq and we uh we came back we were over there playing golf at pebble beach uh, awesome area yeah uh, what i didn't know about that area was pebble beach is actually a public no uh, golf course, yeah. It's yeah. not a private that you think like Augusta. Um, they have seven golf uh, courses there, and, of course, we played one. Uh, but it was really neat. I yeah. enjoyed it. It's completely – when you think about California, um, you think about maybe San Francisco or Los Angeles. This is like a little fisherman's wharf area hmm. where everybody's quiet, very nice, all that good stuff. Beautiful weather. Hey, how much time do you shave off a commercial trip when you're talking about getting from California to Florida? Uh, a lot because you're not connecting. Uh, it took us to get out there five hours and 20 minutes and to get back four and a half hours. So a little jet stream support on the way back? Oh, yeah, yeah. We had a nice little tailwind coming back. So it's, what, uh, what kind of planes when – you, when you think of a trip like that, I think that's cross country what's the best what's optimum for you in terms of uh, hardware that you're going to fly 
Um, what, we're just flying out there? Or? Yeah, well, if you're going to do a trip like that, what do you think the best plane, what would you like to select if you were going to fly out there? Oh, you definitely you want to go nonstop. So you want to get a Falcon 900 or you want to get a, a, a Global or a Gulfstream. When you say that nonstop, you're talking about the range has to be, a, at least to be able to pull <laughs> yeah, that off. Right, you want to have be able to put enough gas uh, gotcha. or fuel on the aircraft to be able to take it over there nonstop. And the, and the plane has to have the range as well. So you, you want the, the bigger aircraft that can do that. If not, if you did the mid-sized uh, jets, then you're going to have to stop in Las Vegas or or Colorado and fuel and then take the hop again. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, recently in the news, I was mentioning, we have Ray's coming up here on the show, mentioned with him a little bit about some surprise landings. You had one out in New Tampa, somebody put one down, a little, you know, Cessna or some kind of small plane. Yeah, I saw the one on Bruce B. Downs, a little crop duster, not sure what happened there. Then they had the Mooney uh, in the in the, in the the bay over there near Davis Island. Mm-hmm. And then they had one in, in Sarasota. So I'm, I'm imagining or I'm thinking this is probably fuel starvation. I'm thinking the one in Sarasota was fuel starvation. Because uh, that was a student, and they were he was uh-huh. doing his, uh, I guess his solo, um, and uh, the one in the in the Mooney that could have been the same thing. I'm not sure. You know, it's, it's so young. I, I definitely don't know what happened to the the one the guy that put it down mm-hmm. in Bruce B. Downs. We did a great job, right? You know, he did an awesome job. Right. Everybody walked away from all three of those incidents. Right. Um, generally, it's not a maintenance issue. Uh, it's, it's something wrong with the fuel, contaminated fuel, fuel starvation is generally the reason those these things happen. I could not imagine taking my exam, like you mentioned, and having an issue. And you think, are they? Is this? A, is you trying to play me? Is this a, you this a trick? Yeah. You're trying to get me to react in a test situation? <laughs> and then, like, no, man. Uh, that, yeah, they train you for that. That's what you're training for. Wow. We, we're training to learn how to fly an aircraft. You're not learning how to fly it from point A to point B. You're learning how to fly it um, when you have emergency <laughs> procedures that you know, that sometimes happen. We talk like that in my field of TV and television. I talk like uh, about, it's a theory, you know, you, there's lots of different ways to edit. There's lots of different software and all different hardware. You have to think about what you're doing all the time. Right. And that way it'll guide you along a little bit to exactly. try to get through something like yep. that. All right. Now you you got a bunch going on with your movies. Tell, just tell us, go through your books for a second, Captain. All right. Well, I got two books. I have uh, falling from the sky, which is about my incarceration and me overcoming the um, adversity of the judicial system, right. having a judge removed from the bench um, because she just was a bad judge. Right. And there's some bad judges out there, just like there's some bad cops out there. Yep. Yep. Um, and the big thing about, for writing the, the, the book was to expose the criminal injustice within the justice system. And there's a lot of it going on. Mm-hmm. It's more um, open now than it was then. And that turned into an opportunity where a gentleman that locally that um, produced, co-produced um, a movie here in Tampa, David Yates, he saw it on social media, talked to my ghostwriter and says, I need to talk to this guy, Will. Yeah. And uh, we got together to start talking because you got a story here. And he's experienced some of the judicial system, too, but in another state. Okay. And that's where the connection was. Uh, so right now we're, I'm working with the gentleman, and his name happens to be uh, David. And he's up in Tennessee, and he's written a lot of movies for, like, Lionsgate mm-hmm. um, on, on that side. So he's now taking my treatment. We're turning it into a pitchable treatment to pitch to Netflix and Lionsgate. Gotcha. Uh, I just got a text from uh, him this morning. They're finishing up. So they're going to have it to where it's pitch form, and then we're going to give it to David Yates, and then we'll let David uh, um, up in Tennessee pitch to his guys in California and see where, where it goes from there. Now, you've got so many unique parts in both your books. Is there any crossover? Do you try to bring any of the elements from the – I mean, it's kind of like a lesson you learned. They were – 
the books went in two different directions. So Falling from the Sky is, is going to be, you know, a, a movie. And then Ditches to Riches, that was me literally when I got out of prison. I had lost everything, was sleeping on, a, on my friend's couch. I had no car. I had nowhere to live. I had no money. I had nothing. I'd spent everything um, getting out and, and proving my innocence. And from that point, um, it, you know, I grew and got back into aviation. Mm. And what I teach people now is not just coming out of prison, but maybe people that are overcoming a drug addiction. Maybe someone that's overcoming a, a extreme loss or a husband or maybe a divorce on how to overcome that adversity. And I wrote that book. No matter what you have to do or what you're going through, it will get better if you keep on plugging at it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people give up on themselves because they're like, you know, they want to throw their hands up after two or three years of struggling. So I just can't do this anymore. Exactly. And the book was written for that. Now, I do go to, to prisons here locally. I go to Zephyr Hills Prison and I, and I talk and I teach. I've got a workbook that I've, I've just um, produced um, and it's copyrighted um, and uh, print it for ditches to riches. And what I do with this is I teach out of that. So what I'll, what I've, recently done with Zephyr Hills is I've gone to the prison, had the workbook, work with the 5013s, cons helping cons, um, and also in the recidivism rate. Right. And they are getting groups of people together. Now I'm teaching. So they know what to expect when they come out of prison. Because when you're, you're in prison for a long period of time, you, you come something called institutionalized. Right. And you're used to always asking have to go to the bathroom, when to eat, when to shower, and all this other stuff. And there's a higher amount of respect in a prison system than is out here. There's no entitlements in prison. You have to you know, it's and it's teaching those people not to um, get pissed off when they're disrespected. I think it's completely uh, a valid point to talk about hope, because when you're incarcerated, especially in the situation that Captain Will went through, where it's you're wrongfully incarcerated. Can you imagine feeling how alone you feel in there? You're wrongfully incarcerated. Uh, you can start to lose hope. And if you don't have somebody out there telling you, hey, th- there's a way out of this. I- I've yep. been where you are and I can get you a help here. Uh, it could easily turn south. I could see how you, you mentally it'd be hard to com- combat that kind of thing. Well, it is because now you don't have the security of having three square meals. You don't have a place to sleep. You don't have any type of income to help support yourself and what we're doing and working with Tallahassee is um, making sure that the inmates um, once they're in, uh, released they have some type of health care for the first 12 months they have somewhere to live and they have a job right. because the the institution itself sets the the person up for failure they mm-hmm. give them a little check and a bus pass right. now what are they going to do with that check when they go to the bus station yeah, the whole idea of having self-value, seeing that you have value and you have worth, and you can you can get out there and show that you have that worth. If you're constantly berated and told you're nothing and right. you're you're trash, you just don't come out with that spirit that I can do something. You know, it's, you That's don't correct. have that positive momentum. And when you get out, you also you have door slammed in your face, right. and, and people look down on you and they frown on you. Feel like and you walk, you come out paranoid. You think everybody's talking about you. You know, you think somebody's trying to take something from you. Right. And it's that part that I teach the guys. Hey. You don't have to feel that way. Yes, this is going to happen, mm-hmm. but let's focus. Be selfish when we get out and focus on yourself and where you're going to be and create a goal. I really think that redemption is, is such a great thing. And, and, and nowadays in our society, we realize that a second chance is, is, is out there for folks. We, we don't look down. We should not because we've all been in that same situation. It's so easy to judge, especially with this Internet. You don't have to show your face. You can say all these ridiculous comments that you'd never say to somebody's right. face. Yeah. So the idea that now you, you're more brazen or, or you can say whatever you want, I just love the idea that you – can maintain your self-value even when you've been wronged if you have that positive belief and you have, like you said, a structure, a plan, and you get to your destination yep. day that's by day. Right. Yep, that's, that's, that's correct. And I'll, everybody in life has done something they probably should have been arrested for. Right. The, the difference is they didn't get caught. Right. 
you know. Right. So, and you know, it, it's we've all done something. And one of the things I tell people is never break two laws at the same time. You know, so. that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it one at a time. Keep it simple. That's my goal too. So it's, uh, but it's exciting. Um, I'm, I love to help people, and I'm getting a lot of what I get out of this um, is is seeing people or people coming up to me or calling me and say thank you. Right. You know, that's what I really get out of it. That's sure. why I'm doing this. I don't do it, because, you know, because of, of the dollar bills. I do it because it helps another human being. And at the end of the day, I look at, you know, at the end of my life, I want to be able to say, hey, I did something positive to help humanity. And that's that. That's my driving force. One hundred percent. That's all what we're about here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Just yesterday, I think, on the show, we had a story about how a study indicates that helping others has a positive impact on you greater than helping yourself. They right. they gave people a bunch of cash and said, "Hey, you guys spend this on yourself. You spend this on somebody else." That was randomly given to them. And at the end of the day, a, an independent poller said, "How was your day today?" They got more positive responses from the people that spent the money on another mm-hmm. than on themselves. Right. So it's that idea that there's there's a a feeling of of self gratitude. You know, you got to try this. You talk, pay it forward. You hear expressions like this, man. It's such a great feeling when you can help somebody else and see them take to it and realize they can do this now. Yeah, exactly. And and they will. They feel that they're not alone. Yeah. When you're going out there and you're helping someone that, that needs the help and is really struggling, because you don't know what somebody's going going through right. every day. And a simple, hey, how are you, um, you know, is, is goes a long way. And when you go out of your way, it's the difference between being altruistic and egotistic. And I talk about that in the book. I want to ask you a little bit about your experiences, not just your experience in prison, but visiting the, the inmates and so on. How about the facilities here in our state or nearby or the ones you visit? Have it changed since you were incarcerated in the system? Do you see anything that, I mean, where can we go to help the, 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 the system help these guys? Well, it, the 501c3s are really helping them. The system itself, the institution of the prison, they pretty much stay the same. You okay. know, It still looks, these prison walls look just the same as but the prison walls I saw you know, right. 16, 17 years ago. So that hasn't changed. What is I see changing is outside of those walls. That's what really <coughs> needs to change. And what I see there is, like I said, cons helping cons mm-hmm. and the recidivism rate. Mm-hmm. Um, we have donation, uh, donors that uh, give money to help with um, men and women that are being released from prison um, so they don't fail. Right. Uh, like I said, the institutions themselves set them up for failure. Um, the institution themselves need inmates right. um, because they don't. They don't get the federal grants. They don't get the state grants, you know, yeah. the things that keep these things functioning, which is our taxpayer dollar. Um, so it, it, we, what we really need to do is parlay that money um, to something better. So when they get paroled, instead of putting them in prison for forty, you know, for forty thousand right. dollars, then they take that forty thousand dollars for the first twelve months that they get out, and they use it for good: education, housing, clothing, you know, things of that nature. It'd be great if we could incentivize the institution based on the conduct post uh, uh, incarceration. So we let them out. They're, how they perform is a reflection on the institution. So Correct. if we want more dollars, or we want to be praised, or we want to get our, our raises. We've got to have our inmates function in society when exactly. they get out of here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's what would help the institution um, itself. But in order for that to happen, there needs to be programs like the one I've developed and many mm-hmm. others have developed that right. help them get out so they know where to go. Well, it's just as simple things like technology. Yeah. You've been locked up for 20 years. This, I, <laughs> right. You don't know what this is. Absolutely. And you don't know how to use this. Right. You know, it's, and then the cars today, the, the technology. They get in a car and drive it. They 
they don't know what all and what you do is do. you tend to withdraw <laughs> and shut off and not ask questions or get you know you're embarrassed or whatever it is that sense that i don't know what's going on anymore i'm out of touch mm-hmm. I, that creates that wall again that yep. it's hard to break down well yeah, it makes them feel insecure that they're not smart enough yeah because the technology is so far advanced now they just don't get it and they struggle to learn but learning is a, is a struggling process i right. mean you're not going to like learning how to fly an airplane sure. you're not going to jump in, in the first two hours and just you know and fly it like you've been flying it for 20 years, it's a struggle. But that struggle creates a process which creates a goal, which creates success. I love the idea that you and Thomas get out there and try to help uh, change the mindset of the community because that uh, stigma that's attached Mm -hmm. is is part of the reason we don't fund police. We just say lock them up or more bars, more guards. We don't want to donate to causes and institutions that try to build these people back up. It's, It's as if... Uh, to take a law and order stand is to just throw away the key. Yep, and and that's that's not the correct way because right. you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And you're and you're not putting the burden on the taxpayers. Yep. That the rest of that life is on us now. Yeah, and it, as inflation occurs, more it's going to cost more and more to right. house an inmate. And right. You've got to think at average forty thousand dollars a year per inmate. And you mentioned the privatization. Now the motivation for the it's a business. Yeah, this guy's running a business. He needs clients. Yep, exactly. So they, they want them to, but it's and it's it's sad, but a lot of the prison systems are also used for housing the mentally insane. Mm, right. Yeah, we uh, have done a poor don't, job with mental yeah, health in yeah, this country. And, that, and that's something we really need to work on, too, because when you're born, you know no evil. You don't know any wrong. Right. You're taught that. You're, you become a product of your environment. Um, and that's the big thing about the family nucleus that I, I also speak about in the book is we got to get our moms and dads together sure, sure. and raise our kids together um, like it, it, we did 30 years ago. Yeah. And when you don't have that and when you incentivize dads to stay away f- or mothers to stay away from the father, you're going to continue to breed the same type of person and it over and over again. You know? That's what they say. It takes a village. Yep. All right. Tell us about what's the what's the next thing we need to know, Captain, in the in the book, and then best way to get people to get in touch with you if they want to learn more about your whole cause. Uh, if they want to learn about the cause and what we're doing, go to CaptainWillSmith.com. Okay. Um, and it has uh, – I update it monthly, sometimes weekly, depending on what's going on. Um, if you want to get involved in the movie aspect of it, yeah. uh, the production side, uh, we do have sponsorships. Um, you can get in touch with me through CaptainWillSmith.com on that. Okay. With our sponsorships, we have sponsor packages. If you want to be involved with the movie, when we start casting, um, w- once we get to that part, we'll have a, a, a page on CaptainWillSmith.com mm. on how you can be active uh, in the movie part of it as now well. You're going to have to be a handsome devil if you're going to play Captain Will. <laughs> I'm imagining. <laughs> we, we Jack joked about that, so we should have Will Smith play Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> There's a twist. I like that one. All right, Captain. Thanks so much for coming in. Always great stuff, me, man. I learn so much every time you're on. Don't go anywhere. I got a feel good story for you about uh, uh, horseshoe crabs. You talked a little bit about FWC asking for your help. And Ray Hall, Ray Hall Appraisals is right here in our Salem Media Group studios. Find out what your home's worth and what the one you want to buy is worth. Don't go anywhere. This is the Consumer Quarterback. The Consumer Quarterback Show will be right back. Don't go anywhere. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsey Rhymes, owners of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams. 
buying, selling, investing in real estate. Their nationwide Keller Williams network makes them the best team to work with. Sellers have your property featured live on air, creating multiple offers. Buyers leverage a unique system that gets your offer accepted, never overlooked. Call or text 813-750-0550, or consumerqb.com. Margie here with the Consumer Quarterback Show and the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. If you're buying, selling, or investing, please give us a shot. We would love to help you. We are a top 1% ranked real estate team here in Tampa Bay, and you can reach us at 813-750-0550. Call or text 813-750-0550. ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rimes here, host of the Consumer Quarterback Show, owner of Platinum MVP Realty and a top listing agent in Tampa Bay, featured in Florida Realtor Magazine, Top Agent Magazine, The Business Journal. We're looking for inventory. Attention sellers, we need more inventory to sell. If you're a seller on the fence thinking about selling your property, we want to hear from you. Free comparable market analysis. Check out ConsumerQB.com. Call Brandon today at 813-917-1894. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-917-1894. That's right. Give Brandon a call. That way you can check out all the properties that we pitch here on the Consumer Quarterback Show and check out our great sponsors like Discovery Golf Cars. Discovery Golf Cars for everyone. Two locations right here in Tampa Bay if you're interested in getting a golf cart. And I see these kids having a great time on it. I see parents walking the dogs. Everybody's out with their golf cart. If you need one, Discovery Golf Cars, also known as Golf Cart Depot, that's our boy. <coughs> Get in touch with them. They have lots of great products, and they take great care of you. And, of course, Brandon and the Platinum MVP team still have some real estate out there in our real estate market, even though we're a little scarce on the supply side. What do you got for me, Johnny? Let's put something up there. All right, if you're looking to get into Lithia, this is a new one I have not seen, 12631 Hobson Simmons Road in Lithia. This is 12 acres. Wow, water, sewer, power, and cable available. Builders and developers, man, this is a prime opportunity right here. Beautiful country estate opportunity, and the owner will consider any offer. So be creative out there. 12631 Hobson Simmons Road in Lithia. Man, that's a lot of land. 12 acres, that is sharp. What else you got for me, John? Here's one if you're in the Tampa area, 6012 South Russell. This is a 2,900 square feet, four bedroom, three bath, custom built home with a ball- in a Ballast Point community. Uh, I got the high ceilings in there, right? Does that add some value? Um, nine foot, nine inch, it says. Well, I don't know about, you know, adding value per se, but that's usually the sign that it's a nicer home and it's going to be priced up <laughs> that's there. That's right. So 6012 South Russell, get in touch with Brandon. We got some great opportunities for you. And that was Ray Hall from Ray Hall Appraisals. You just started jumping in there. What's been going on, Ray? Uh, you know, just just driving around. You know, I bought a new uh, company car over the, uh, oh, really? the summer and uh, putting the miles on it. <laughs> so, so when you say driving around, you're always interested in knowing what's for sale, what's just got sold, and what might be for sale. 
Uh, you know, I mean, plus I got to go inspect the houses, do the appraisals. Mm. Uh, you know, it's still a low interest rate. A lot of people still refinancing. A lot of purchases going on. A lot of people still moving to Florida. So it's, it's a very active market. You know, our market is active and it's been different many different times. Have you ever done an appraisal? And because we're flipping so fast, they, you're right back at the same property again in no time at all because someone else bought and sold? Not so much that quick. Usually I, I, I've had, in fact, I just had one the other day. I, I appraised it about a year ago. Hmm. Um, so uh, in that situation, I have to notify the client right away and say, hey, I appraised this property before because they might not want to use me. Oh. And uh, so we did that, and they actually was the same client, and uh, it was the borrower was hopeful they would get me again. Hmm. So uh, I guess they liked me. Interesting. Um, so yeah. I, I have thought about that in that way, so that uh, you and your appraisal had done a year ago, mm-hmm. what would influence the, the seller to like that? concept or dislike the idea that it was just appraised a year ago because maybe their number's way too high based on the previous assessment? Well, not so much that. It's, it all depends on, you know, so the bank is the one who, who's really uh, hiring me to right. do the appraisal. It's, it's their appraisal technically. So it could be, um, you know, the appraisal was done and, you know, they didn't like it, but it could also be I did it for another lender mm. and maybe they're, they're wanting another point of view. So let's say I, I appraised the house, and let's just say I, I said it was three hundred thousand. Well, obviously, I'm not going to come back now and say, "Oh no, it's only a hundred thousand." Right. You know, I'm going to try to not that I'm going to try to support what I said, but you know, I'm going to take a look at the market. But they may say, "Well, I, I don't want that appraiser. I want someone different. I want a new, fresh opinion of value because yeah. obviously, I'm going to go off what I saw the last right. time, and I'm going to consider all that." Well, that, that would lead me to uh, if the new appraisal is a far different ballgame than you were in, mm-hmm. what is the obligation there of the, the bank? Would would that would then the bank step back and go, boy, we're quite a different valuation here? It could be, yeah. And it's happened before um, where uh, I had a situation that I'm dealing with it now. And it was I. Uh, I'm sorry. I ran you into a break. I wasn't paying attention, right. Ray. We're going to pick it up after the other side. I get When Ray's here, I get a lot of questions because I don't have a lot of depth in this area. Don't go anywhere. Ray Hall here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Thanks for listening to my daddy's show. For more information, go to ConsumerQB.com. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894. Online at ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. That's right. ConsumerQB.com is a great resource for all our listeners out there in the audience. Whether you're catching the show on AM860 in our drive time position or watching on the YouTube channel that Brandon Rhymes and Platinum MVP team have put together, we've got a lot of great content for you out there. We've got a great sponsor for this segment, Replenish IV Solutions. Everyone's concerned about their immune system. Replenish IV Solutions can help you in that department. They'll come directly to your home or business if you can't make it to one of their Bay Area locations, and they'll give you a direct infusion, minerals, vitamins, 
vitamins, everything you need to stay healthy. So get in touch with Steve and Lisa Gunnan over at Replenish IV Solutions. Really cool business model and, again, a longtime friend of the program. And, of course, we're going to look at a few properties, just one this time, Johnny. What do you got? What's a property that Brandon has for sale from the Platinum MVP team that we can talk about here? Here's one in Hudson, 15806 Adobe Drive. This is about 2,600 square feet, eight bedrooms and four baths. Holy cow. Gas, wood, burning fireplace, vaulted ceilings. Got a wood deck and stainless steel appliances, gas stove. We're talking about a sauna, walk-in shower, and garden tub. Really beautiful property, 15806 Adobe. If you want to get into Hudson, man, get in touch with Brandon and the Platinum MVP team. That looks like a great opportunity. All right, Ray Hall is in the house. Ray Hall Appraisals, always uh, educating me a little bit about how we get to these values and what's the next thing coming in our market. Uh, as far as trends in houses, you'd be the one to know, Ray. What, what, talk about some of the areas and what's going on in our areas of Tampa Bay here. Well, you know, I've uh, recently I've been seeing kind of a, a slowdown in that upward trend. You okay. know, we really saw the value skyrocket after COVID. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I would say we had a little bit of a dip after, you know, in 2020 and about mm-hmm. March maybe April, you know, things slowed down, then all of a sudden it just shot out and, mm. and it was skyrocketing. Now I'm not seeing those trends like we were seeing. Okay. Uh, you know, some areas I've even seen a little bit of a pullback, but that's not a bad thing. You know, you don't want that right. constant upward trend. You know, you, you want that, that foundation. So between areas, say St. Pete and New Tampa and all the different areas that comprise Tampa Bay, what what is the one that has ch- changed or what do you see moving radically? Or is there one that's been high-priced or jumped uh, you know, I mean, you, you know, all these areas have. Right. You know, there's. I, I haven't seen one specific area that was more than any others, just because Florida itself mm. has become so popular. Right. And there's so many people coming down that it's just everywhere. I got you. Um, now that means more for Ray Hall appraisals. Have you been adding staff or adding people on board? What are you doing? I, I have. A, so I just hired a, a new appraiser probably about a week or two ago, okay. and, and she's been uh, doing some great work for me. Uh, I'm going to be hiring another. So if you're a, a Licensed trainee, and you're looking for a place to work, please call my office. Now, if you have a background in appraisal and you're good at it, how do you translate from market to market? Don't you have to learn the, the Bay Area to be effective down here? Um, I mean, it's all in your research. Okay. Uh, you know, you've got to know what you're looking for. Like, I, I'm also a commercial appraiser. Now, residential, I stay in the five counties of the Tampa Bay Area. Okay. Uh, we're about to expand into some other counties, but commercial, I've gone all over the state. So it's just a matter of your process. Uh, it's learning about that neighborhood. You know, you drive through, you drive mm-hmm. through the area. You know, you see the differences in, in how things are looking. So you mentioned residential, you do commercial. You've mm-hmm. also been uh, the, the the burial mound thing. I mean, you've yeah. had some crazy different properties that you've had I to have. appraise. So yes. this is why you, you choose Ray Hall, because he's had this experience over time. Uh, the residential side, like you said, you mm-hmm. can get to learn that, I think, from really pushing it and learning it. Absolutely. But you got to be sent out to one of these odd properties or these unique circumstances to start to say, how would I even get to – appraise the value of something that has an Indian burial mound in it that's going to require removal or special archaeological digging or something like that. Right. There's a lot of factors that go into learning everything about property appraisal. Right. And I mean, I had to, for that property that was so unique, I had to, I literally had to call USF. Right. I had to call the state. You know, I had to find out, mm. you know, exactly what you could do. So who out there is is ready to tell you the cost of removing ancient artifacts? I mean, that's a, that's quite an involved process. See, I, I was fortunate. <laughs> so I called the uh, I, was it the archaeological department right. at, at USF. And he says, I know a guy who has a company who does that. Let wow. me call him up. He called me back. He said he knows that mound and it would cost a million dollars to smokes. take the mound out. Now, the land was not worth a million dollars. So highest and best use. Keep the land there assemble it to the property next door Hmm. and you just increased your development rights so i had to look at it that the value was 
how what's the land on a price per allowable right. unit? It increased that. That's how we did the appraisal, and that that's where it came in. I see. Now, what what other things in the commercial side don't I anticipate? You know, I know we try to fit, get a feel for the footprint and how long it's been in operation. Mm-hmm. If you were going to change the business, that's different from assuming the previous business in terms of values. That's called going concern value. Okay. So the the a business that's established and working in there, and the profit they're making, and, and that contributory value, that's going concern value. So when I go into uh, an appraisal, I'm just doing the real estate. Uh, you know, I just had an instance where I had someone building this big, giant mansion out by Orlando. Okay. And they had had a commercial appraisal done, and he was very adamant to me that it was worth this certain amount, which seemed extremely high to me. And he was just constantly, constantly with it. Well, I was hired to do the real estate. He sent me the appraisal he had done, and that number he stated included what they call the chattel. Hmm. So this was going to be an Airbnb, so all the bedding, all the personal items, it included that. It included the potential income. It included all this other stuff that was going concern. Mm -hmm. So he was kind of trying to pull the wool over my eyes to get me to double the value of the house. So, you know, and and as an appraiser, that's one of those things that you have to be able to to spot and you can't be swayed. So you learn over time. And then, of course, like I said, Ray's been doing it for a while. And of course, in our in our unique market here. So he has a feel for what's out there. What about uh, models and construction types? Have you seen houses change styles that added some value? We talk a lot about kitchen and bath upgrades all the time when you want to add value. Mm -hmm. In our state, you know, we have Fred Muth from Tampa Screens comes on and talks about screen rooms and all the eyes and how you can get value adding on to that kind of thing. Is there a feature that you see now prominent in real estate market around our area that adds value that folks are thinking of besides just kitchen and bath? Well, you know, it, it's hard. And I always people always ask that. Is it one feature? Well, we don't when we're appraising, I'm not looking at it where, OK, you've got the quartz countertops, quartz countertops for three thousand dollars. I'm increasing your value by three thousand dollars. It doesn't work. that It's way. not one to one. It's not one to one. The value comes from I'm looking at your house that has, say, all these renovations, has the new kitchen, has and all this. Now I look at the other houses in the neighborhood. Well, what do they have? This one doesn't have a, a renovated kitchen. This one does have a renovated kitchen, and it's sold for $10,000 more. Mm-hmm. I can make that condition adjustment of $10,000, and that was called a paired sales analysis. Mm-hmm. So that's how it works. And I've even had pushback from lenders and, and, and even Fannie Mae saying, you had this feature, you didn't adjust for it, and you should have. And I had to say to them, well, yeah, it has that feature there on that right. comparable. This one doesn't, and this one sold higher. So how would you, do you want me to just make up an adjustment <laughs> and just slap it on there because that's a violation? It can get quite complicated. Ray Very Hall complicated. Appraisals is who you want to get in touch with. Ray, so really, folks, buying, selling, who else get, might benefit from an appraisal? I'm doing, I just finished one now for a divorce uh, okay. to help them settle that in court. Um, taxes, if uh, it's probably not having that problem right now, but if you feel that your assessed value is too high and you're being taxed on that, you hire an appraiser to do that. Um, you know, and sometimes, uh, unique homes when sometimes the realtors even have trouble finding that good list price, right? Or maybe your house has been on the market for six months in a market where everyone else is selling in seven days, you can have an appraisal done. And, uh, you know, you can even sometimes we go out and we'll just do kind of a little more inexpensive of an appraisal than we would do for the bank uh, just to kind of get that value. So if you're a homeowner out there and you've been in the same spot for 10, 15, 20 years, you might not know what the relative values are in your neighborhood and Mm -hmm. what you've done. I mean, I'm not aware of all the sales that go on in my neighborhood. I imagine a few are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so Ray is the guy to get those values and help you kind of plan how you're going to get what you want 
when it comes to getting what you want for your house. Or what you could get. That's right. We all want. Right. <laughs> so, it's what you could get. All right, Ray, how to get in touch with you uh, for folks out there who want an appraisal? Uh, you can go to my uh, website, uh, rayhallappraisals.com, or you can call my office at 813-452-5369. Thanks so much. Ray Hall Appraisals, Ray Hall in the house. Thanks for coming in, Ray. And don't go anywhere, guys. we got a, a feel-good story for you like Brandon always wants to tell you. This one's about the FWC, our own environment right here in the Bay Area. You guys can get involved and help out. So we're going to talk all about that. Michael Watkins, principal, Tampa Bay Advisory, 401k Revival. You've heard him on the show before. He's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. This is the Consumer Quarterback. This is Work Done, and you're listening to the Real Estate Quarterback Show, hosted by my man, Brandon Rimes. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894, online at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rimes here. We are looking for real estate investors. We've got a new relationship bringing us a tremendous amount of off-market real estate investment opportunities. So text the word investor to our hotline, 813-750-0550. Off-market real estate investment opportunities. Text investor to 813-750-0550. Brandon Rimes here, Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. Looking for real estate investors. Send us a text. Brandon Rimes here for Cleaning Commandos here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Cleaning Commandos are hiring, and they're offering competitive wages, flexible hours, relaxed atmosphere, and a sign-on bonus. Reach out if you'd like a career with the Cleaning Commandos here in Tampa Bay. Info at CleaningCommandosLLC.com or call 813-750-0550, 813-750-0550, Cleaning Commandos, Consumer Quarterback Show. Listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at consumerqb.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-917-1894. Please do give Brandon a call. Anything you hear on the program, he can help you out with, whether it's properties or sponsors. We have a great one for this segment, Brothers Easy Moving. Whether you're going local or long distance, these are the guys for you. These, this moving company, Brothers Easy Moving, became the official moving sponsor of the Consumer Quarterback Show when they moved Brandon into his new place. These guys really uh, will go the extra mile for you. Lots of five-star reviews online. Again, Brothers Easy Moving. Get in touch with them for all your moving needs. We got a feel-good story for you. Any of you guys headed out to the beach, you can help out the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. It turns out FWC is asking beachgoers to help track horseshoe crab sightings during mating season. Horseshoe crabs, if you don't know, they've been around for about 450 million years. Florida wildlife officials are still learning about their populations in the Sunshine State. Recently, their numbers have declined in recent decades due to overfishing and loss of habitat. Red tide has also impacted their population here in the Bay. Because of this, Florida Fish Wildlife Conservation Commission is asking the public to help them track these horseshoe crabs. If you see a horseshoe crab on its back, gently pick it up, flip it over, and release it back into the water. Simple actions like this can help conserve the species. Again, if you cite one and you want to report it, they have a website, FWC. Fill out the little form, tell the biologist with important population distribution information, and they'll help preserve the species right here in St. Pete. So there's a chance for you to help out and keep our environment going. Michael Watkins, I learn something every time you're on the show. Thanks for coming in right here in our Salem Media Group studios, 401k Revival. Tell me about it. Yeah, so um, yeah, so I'm, I'm on a crusade, uh, I guess you could say, uh, James, and it's, it's kind of like when you discover um, – 
the good news of Jesus Christ, you want to share it with right. everyone. And so uh, what, what I'm trying to do is to bring awareness to people that there's new uh, technology, there's new risk management strategies for 401k uh, account holders. And so professionally, what I do is I help uh, people map out their retirement. And I do so with lifestyle, you know, good, healthy habits and all of that, as well as their, you know, financial right. uh, uh, dealings. So uh, with that being said, over the last 10 years, I've come to realize that people's uh, accounts are woefully inadequate to support the retirement dreams that they have. Can we stop you for one minute, Michael? Do, do you find folks out there that are unaware of what the, the, their 401k has a value? I mean, they've, they've take a job. This is kind of accumulating in the background, perhaps, and they don't really know what it is. I'm, I'm woefully uneducated in this kind of thing. I imagine you run into folks that don't even realize what they have. Right, exactly. And, and most people just don't pay attention to it. And that's the problem. So I'm trying to bring awareness to it that if you uh, dive in a little bit, you get some professional management for this, you can have uh, a substantially uh, better ending balance than if not managed um, professionally. So, you know, people have short memory spans in the United States, right? And a lot of people aren't thinking about the 2000 and 2008 crash right now. Real estate's at all-time highs. Right. Uh, 401ks are at all-time highs. Uh, and this is the challenge that I face, trying to let people know that there are new new tools available to them that were not available back then. And so, like I said, you know, people are working hard. They're, they've got their head down. They're busy raising a family. They're, they're doing what they do, and they really don't have time to mess, you know, around with mm -hmm. trying to figure out a 401k account. And I think a lot of times uh, people wait for a trigger. Right. You know, they wait for a trigger to happen. Uh, for example, health. You know, you go to the doctor, hey, your cholesterol's high, you need to get in the gym, you need to make some life changes. Well, you know, it's challenging for people to make changes right now when they see everything going so well. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you an example. You know, God gave us this body temple to, to house our spirit, our mind, and our souls. And... You know, we sometimes we get a wake up call and we think, OK, well, we need to to do something a little bit better here. And so what do people do? They uh, get the deluxe membership to the gym. They go right. in for three weeks and then, <laughs> you know, change their That's diet. Right. And then a after a month or two, it's it's all over with. OK. Mm -hmm. And and so it's just it's just one of those things. But um yeah, well, people. One of the other triggers might be a change of profession. Again, I was employed at one place for a long time. Didn't consider what I, options I had for my four hundred one k till it came time to change professions and start another job. And they asking me questions: Are we going to roll this over? What are we going to do with it? What do you? I had no idea what I was going to do with it. What is this? How do I get those strategies? I got to get somebody like you to say, "Hey, you better have a strategy if you're going to change your four hundred one k or modify it or be, or be asked when you're changing professions." Oh, of course, and and that's in the business. That's what we term uh, orphan four hundred one k's, and so. People are this one of the biggest mistakes that people are making, quite frankly, they're leaving orphan 401ks behind. They're not contributing to them. They're being eroded by fees when they could go ahead and and, you know, roll it out into an IRA or yeah. or even put it into the market. 
uh, for growth. So yeah, this is some unique knowledge that folks out there, you need to get in touch with Michael. I, I again, I'm woefully uneducated in this area, did not even realize the, the power of a 401k. I understand you got a graphic for us that you, you gave me to give to John. What does the future of 401ks look like there? Yeah. So, um, if we have that, uh, yeah, go ahead. Tell me about graphic. It. Yeah. So, well, the first one, uh, is $10,000 growth of $10,000 in the S and P from 1979 till 2020. And it grows to a, approximately $200,000, Okay, but that's including all of the downturns in, in the 401k. If you avoid it, 10 of the worst trading days, that would be over $500,000. So just a simple change like that, and then you've added that value. Yeah, it's the risk management that I'm trying to educate people about. I risk. see. And, and if you listen to me long enough, you'll hear this over and over again. The less you lose, the more you get to keep. That's right. It makes perfect sense. All right, so when we're looking at, at the future, you're talking about what the 401k, what you, the future looks like. That's where people can really see the power because they, they think we're going to contribute funds, but this is going to grow over time. And then you realize, wow, I've been making this modest uh, input here. And look at the pay that's coming at the end. Sure, absolutely. And so Aon Hewitt did a study back in 2014, and they measured the performance gap between non-professionally managed accounts and professionally managed accounts. And there was a 3.32% difference. Now, that might not sound much, but when uh, you implement that for a 45-year-old between 45 and 65, that's a 79% uh, growth. Wow. And so I've translated that for you. That's the difference between a $500,000 account in a $900,000 account. So uh, night and day doubling almost, you know, we're in that position where just having a professional who can see things coming down the road and have a plan for you can make big, big differences when it comes time to take advantage of this 401k. Right. Now, now I want to ask you what a 2R option, again, I don't know anything about it. Tell us about the 2R option you mentioned in your book. Okay. Yeah. That's something that uh, plan participants can look in their 401k. If you see the 2R option, that means there's a window that, that is open to you to use more than just what's allocated in the plan sponsor's 401k. Usually there's anywhere from 15 to, to 19 choices. Now, w tell me, what is the R in 2R? It's just a code inside the 401k plan, and what that, that designates is a self-directed brokerage account, and that gives the individual the opportunity to use a investment uh, management professional, a 338 investment manager. And this is uh, the, these are the types of people that can employ the risk management. So, for example, if the market starts to crash, they can scale your investments out to safety <laughs> little by little. Mm. And uh, this worked magnificently in March of 2020. When's the last time we modified the laws regarding this kind of thing that you had to update everyone or say, hey, there's been a change or tweak in our tax code or whatever it is that now affects your 401k? Is that, is that something that happens all the time or is it rare that we have a, a law change that affects the 401k strategy? Well, that's a great question, um, and, and it's kind of a moving target. I can imagine. Yeah. And so uh, if you haven't heard of IRMA, uh, that's the income-related monthly adjusted amount. And that is uh, a... It's a ruling that got passed in Congress in 2015. And so let's say you saved really well and you have all sorts of investments, but they're 
qualified investments, meaning that you took a tax deduction and their investments like a 401k or an IRA or, you know, uh, municipal bonds, stuff like that. Okay. The government's going to penalize you when it comes time to taking your right. Medicare. And so people who save more are going to be penalized unless they know how to work around that, which is unwinding the uh, qualified money to non-qualified money. Well, if you're lost like me, then you better get in touch with Michael Watkins. <laughs> Michael, what, what do most folks just call you or how do they get to you? Yeah, well, uh, a lot of people read my book, oh, The 401k go. Revival, uh, available on Amazon. How long Amazon. has that book been out? Uh, two months. Okay. So, Michael Watkins, 401k Revival. Where can they find that book, Mike? Uh, Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and also on the 401k Revival website. <laughs> now, tell me the response. You know, a lot of folks think, well, I'll read a book about a 401k, and then they read it, and they're like, I had no idea. You know, I've gotten such good response from my peers yeah. in the industry. And what I tried to do with this book was to write it without any of the financial jargon or mumbo jumbo that is associated with financial books. I tell you, it's intimidating when you're outside the sphere to hear these comments and talk to somebody because you don't know what they're – it takes a few few unique words to throw me off immediately. I don't know. I feel like I'm lost. I'm not keeping up with you. And again, uh, if you're not a mathematician, and I certainly have no skills in the math field, I could even – you could even tell me, hey, here's what you do. Here's how this works. And you could show me the numbers, and I could still say, Michael, I just got to trust you on this. Right. <laughs> so when folks out there feel like I'm I'm just I need your help and you try to educate them and what are the simple simplest ways you can explain the benefits of what you can offer? Yeah. Well I, I guess the simplest way is let's say change is hard, okay? And you know, trying to manage something as, as complicated as a four oh one K account is really not in most people's wheelhouse. Right. And so it's the same thing like the example of the gym membership. Okay, going in, you know, uh, busting your butt and 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 trying to get results and quitting. So likewise, uh, you can get the same incredible results, like if you used a a personal trainer or something like that for a period of time, but never walk in the gym, never lift a weight. But you get those results anyway. And that's what happens when you can use a professional management. All right, Mike, we're coming down to the last minute or so. I want to let uh, folks, is there anything you want to, a common mistake you see people making or the kind of things that you want to make sure that they know, hey, don't do this? Or if if you're thinking about doing this, give me a call. Let me work with you a little bit. Yeah, sure. So I would say, you know, for the people that are early career and mid-career, you need a plan. And the the great investor Warren Buffett said that, you know, failing to plan is planning to fail. That's right. And it's so true. And I know Brandon talked, uh, uh, you know, last time about a a postal worker Mm. that just saved all his life and retired a millionaire. Mm -hmm. Well, that didn't happen just by happenstance. There was a plan involved. Absolutely. And so I I think the biggest thing that I could say to people is uh, it's not about the return on investment. It's about your risk management, because even mediocre investments rise with the tide. But if you don't have a good risk management uh, plan in place, uh, that can get ripped in half, just like in 2000 and 2008. And we don't want that to happen. Protect yourself. Protect your money. Yep. Michael Watkins, Principal, Tampa Bay Advisory. Again, his book, The 401k Revival, is out mm-hmm. there. I want to thank Michael so much for coming into our Salem Media Group studios, as well as Ray Hall and Captain Will Smith. I want to thank Brandon for giving me the opportunity to host when he's not around. And if you want to check out our partners, our sponsors, or the real estate, go to the YouTube channel. I want to encourage everyone to go to the YouTube channel. Lots of great content. The shows, of course, are our 
archive there in addition to some live clips and different things that we've done over the years. But that's the way you're really going to get in touch with the show. And we, we want to encourage you because we feel there's real value for you. So, again, thanks for listening. This has been the Consumer Quarterback. You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Call Brandon Rhymes at 813-917-1894. That's 813-917-1894. Online at consumerqb.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show.